All right, here we go. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 160 of CMD Towers Brews and Build. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, and I'm joined by my fellow host, whom this deck name could also apply to his love life, which doesn't really work now that I heard this story. Big Tuck. <laughs> Chaos Incarnate. It absolutely does. How's it going? <laughs> I am drinking this delicious strawberry bubbly because somebody, after winning Man of the Match after his rugby game, took it upon himself to get real drunk. <laughs> And uh, I got, I was a real slosh kebab out with the boys, but enough about that. What I'm really interested in is how was your brunch and Black Adam date? Where's your, like, I, I'm really, I'm really keen on that. And then I want to talk a little bit about Vegas and then I'm going to be ready to go into this new kind of like, this, I feel also this is like kind of a good start for our fourth season, right? I was in the car, yeah. I was driving with someone where it's like, we try to do things a little differently. So this might be like the good, like pushing into the new season, episode 160 and all that, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, so I'm I'm here for it. So the brunch was great. It was uh, me, the goad, uh, the godfather, and Colby, who is the boyfriend of he's, one of her bridesmaids. He's the other guy that looks like me and Eric, right? Yes. Yes, okay. And so brunch was great. Louis Wine Dive, uh, Bottomless Mimosas. So, so they do this new thing, and I actually think it's kind of cool. They call it Almost Bottomless Mimosas. So if you just want a single mimosa, it's seven dollars. To do that's kind of this, a lot, right? And not I mean now not nowadays. Guess, yeah. That's just normal. And then the almost never ending, it starts at $14. But what they do is every time you want to refill, you pay a dollar. And then you get a, a whole nother mimosa. So effectively, oh. it's like as long as you plan on having two mimosas, you might as well do the almost never ending because right. it's only a dollar more, but then you have the freedom to do it as much as you want. Yeah. But then if you're like me and you're going to have eight mimosas, it works out way better. That's how much you up, had? I mean, yeah, a six to eight, somewhere in there. Hell yeah. Well, you know, I mean, at Bottomless, they always like water it or sh- champagne it down or juice it down or whatever. So it's not yeah, super yeah. strong. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it was like $18, 19 bucks for me to have all these mimosas. So, so let me ask you this on the breakfast thing. You said that we are going to go to one of those unlimited brunch deals in Lost Wages, right? There's one that you want to go to? Not a single person replied to me when I sent it out to our group chat, but there is a dinner buffet I want us to go to. I don't think you'll actually be able to go, or you might be able to. On Saturday is what you're thinking? I think, think, well, it's it's not a me thinking. It's when could we get a reservation. Oh, that's when it's available. Oh, okay, gotcha. But this is the number one, in my opinion, and I think I got rated this uh, a few times, the number one buffet in Vegas. You end up paying like 80 bucks or whatever it is, but it's like unlimited lobster, uh, unlimited crab, like top end steaks, sushi. This place, Tuck, is intimidating. Um, (laughs) I've I've done it once. I did it uh, when I was at the Consumer Electronics Show back in 2014, and it it left that good of an impression on me. Like, there's nothing there that you're like, meh. It's all like, oh, my God, that's fire. Yeah, I'm in. And then if you want to do something on Friday before, because the, the doors don't open till like one on Friday, right? Uh, I think they open in the morning, right? No, Friday, one to seven. Oh, well, I mean, honestly, that works out better considering I'm not going to be going to bed until like two. But yeah, yes, right. we could do something beforehand. Think about that. But anyways, enough about that. Brunch was good. How was the, the movie? Brunch was good. The movie, all the non-spoilers I read 
were actually they were 100 accurate entertaining movie you don't really feel the and uh, you don't you don't feel the desperation to like beat the bad guy mm. that, like really they shouldn't even have had the villain that they did you could have just like been fine without it so that was definitely there i do not like black adam's direction at the end of the movie like he's still kind of an anti-hero, but he's really just a hero at this point. Yeah, like, he's yeah, there yeah. to do good for his they, country. They, they stand off the corner. They stand off the corners a lot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. The mid-credit scene was cool. You know, it's kind of been spoiled already uh, on who it was. I guarantee you've seen it. You haven't seen the scene, but you've seen who is I in think this I, movie. It's, it's it's a her, right? Really? Yep. No. Huh. All right. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> well, so good for you. We'll say uh, the all star was Dr. Fate. Yeah, I heard Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan knocks out of the park. Really? Oh, he's so good. And I will say, from a nerd perspective, I like the change to Cyclone. So, Cyclone, and this is a, is a, a female um, in the comics and in the cartoon, it's always like an android. Yeah, okay. It's like the red Cyclone, right? The ro- it's yes. like the red robot. Okay. Yeah. And like, basically, I always thought that was lame. Like, his waist down just like rotates real quick and it creates like a tornado hers. It's more of like a spinning and like, so that they do try to make it a little more beautiful. It's, it almost imagines someone doing ballerina dancing with like the ribbons and stuff. Right. Right. I I really Uh, like that. Yeah. it, It made total sense for them to do that. So yeah, no, it, it was, it was a decent movie. I'd give it a six out of 10 with a recommend. If you really want to see it in theaters, go see it in theaters. But definitely, just when it comes out on HBO Max, it w- it's it's worth. It, it the will come out. That's where that's where all these DC stuffs are going to be coming out, right? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'll take I'll pay, I'll take a look at it. Maybe oh maybe it'll be on the airplane. Oh, probably not because the movie just came out in theaters. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how these things work, but uh, I, no, it's exciting. It sounds way better than Halloween Kills, which was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that did sound. Awesome. But I'm gonna write. I think I'm gonna write. An, I, I'm gonna write that article about it. I just have to have the time. I think I'm gonna try to do that. Oh, there we go. Even more maximized productivity. I'll do that at the pool. At the, I'll, I'll bring a laptop and I'll do it at the pool while I'm relaxing before the before going to the show that night. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Well, everyone, Bruce and Build is our deck tech series. Oh wait, you wanted to talk about Vegas. Uh, what you want to talk about Vegas? That was it. Or, Oh, all right. So Bruce and Bill's Lost is our wages. deck deck series. <laughs> Since we conquered our past to 32, the 12 themes of EDH decks, season three. And I guess now we're technically in season four or wait, are we, or are we in three? We are in four. This is our, we're we in are four. in our fourth season, AKA our fourth year of doing this, which is insane. That is insane. <laughs> and what we are actually doing is we're going to take a pre-con deck and a, enter it into the CMC game. Um, and this will comprise of taking that said pre-con deck, both of us picking one favorite card of each CMC to discuss. And then like a traditional Bruise and Builds episode, we will cut three cards, but then we do have to add a CMC that's less than the card cut, a card with equal CMC to the one cut, and then we got to do one with bigger CMC. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Today, to Big Tuck's solid recommendation, we are actually talking the Chaos Incarnate Starter Commander deck. Thought this would be a great way for people that are trying to get into Commander. Uh, maybe you're just learning about the format. Hey, you can go buy this pre-con yep. for $20 or $200, whatever the secondary market <laughs> says that it has to cost. 
And then, you know, you can kind of get a little bit of a deck tech, but we're not going to go through every single card because you don't need to know about every card. Uh, but also give you a solid foundation to cut cards out and put cards in so you can really, really take it to that next level. So before we get going further, Tuck, who is the legend that is the face commander for this pre-con? Yes, so obviously everyone knows I'm a big Rakdos boy. Mr. Kamo used to be a Rakdos boy because I remember he still have that shirt that says like, what, I like pain or something, right? Hurt me? No, it says, uh, I think it just says safe word. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, with the Rakdos symbol, right? So I thought this one, and looking through these decks, I do think they all are very basic. I think they, it, they're not joking when they say they're starter builds, but the Rakdos one at least has a really interesting commander, in my opinion, and that is Cardor Doomscourge, who was originally printed as an uncommon in Kaldheim, now being printed at Mythic Rare in this, which is like the first time I could think of something shifting up like that, right? Yeah. So two colorless and a black and a red for a 4-3 legendary creature, Demon Berserker. When it enters the battlefield until your next turn, creatures your opponents control attack each combat able and attack a player other than you of able, so effectively goad. And then whenever an attacking creature dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So looking through the deck, I I really kind of struggled. I'm not going to lie. Like... You had made mention, Mr. Combo, in our last episode afterwards, he made mention that he's like, I don't really know. Maybe I'm just not good at picking up decks when I look at them. But I was looking through this, and I'm I'm kind of confused. So I've got to confuse myself. Like, what yeah, do you think? Just, just as a pickup and play. Yeah, it's a, it's a head scratcher. <laughs> I'll I'll say that. So I, I think what, what confuses us is when, when we read the commander, and it's like, okay, it's a starter deck. So it's trying to be simple. Right which is usually live in the red zone. Okay, perfect. This, Check, this commander right? does that. But usually in a starter deck, it's like very on the face what the theme is. And reading the commander, it's like, okay, it's all about attacking and it's about taking, making sure my opponents are attacking each other as much as possible and not right. me. But a bulk of the deck is like instant and sorceries. Right, and, which, is, which makes no sense. <laughs> and... It also doesn't make sense because it's not like Disrupt Decorum, one of the most famous goad cards right. out there. It, it's weird. I don't know. It almost seems like Tuck. They were just like, okay, here's the commander. Rakdos, good stuff. What do we need to put in? And that's I, just what yeah. they did. There's some really weird choice. I mean, like, I think that there's, I think if we look at this deck in like a grain hops yeast spice, I think the grains are probably okay-ish. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's like a couple of reprints in here that are nice to have. The yeast is probably solid or sorry, the, the hops, I think, are probably there, too. And then like the yeast and the spice are like interchangeable almost. Right. Like, yeah, like I think that's where it really starts to fall apart. So like you're saying, I think the total card value in this deck right now is fifty three dollars ish. Right. Depending on where you're looking and that sort of thing. So. You're buying these for, if you can get these on sales for $18 is kind of what people are saying, right? 18, 20 bucks from the value perspective. What do you, what are your opinions on the value that you get out of this? The deck that you get out of this comparative to the other pre-cons and other things that are out there. See, I, I struggle when people talk about value in the pre-cons. And the biggest reason is, is because like, we'll look at this list and be like $53. It probably makes sense. Even if you're a secondary market person to pick yeah. up the deck if it's only, you know, 15 to $20. The challenge with that is we, we just for sometimes forget that Commander is a singleton format, and it is a hundred right. cards. That just because the thing's worth $53, there might be a handful of cards that are worth more than two bucks. And then it's just 
because you have the sheer quantity of dime, 15 yep. cent, 20 cent type cards, and those are not value. Yeah. So I personally, like looking at this deck list, I would only pick it up if I'm not trying to heavily invest into the game, because I don't know if I want to play it yet, or mm -hmm. B, you really are trying to build a Rakdos deck yourself, and you just want like a lot of the staple cards yeah. that are good in Rakdos. Like, I would definitely almost like take Chaos Incarnate away, call this like Starter Rakdos, like Shut a Rakdos starter kit. That is what this deck truly yeah. is. Yep, I completely agree there. And I, I think these are like, I feel like this is this is a good product for people who it's like, it's too expensive of a game to get in, right? Because yep. I think like if you take this and add in 10 bucks and cut the land base down from 40, which is insane, then I think you'll have something that you can at least like go playing somewhat casual pods, right? You probably can't, you, you're not going to be able to keep up with like the Warhammer level pre-cons, but things outside of that. I think it's I think it's got some interesting build choices there. So so here's, here's a crazy thing though, yeah. Chuck. To your point, I don't think you can cut the land base down. You don't the think current so? CM, current CMC of the deck is four. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. And, and collective, you may or may not know this. They do not count lands as a part yes. of your CMC value. Because uh, the crazy thing is that the deck's a two three eight with lands. Like that wow. is scary. That's insane. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some tuning need to go on there as well. For the rest of the stuff on here, uh, one planeswalker, 23 creatures, 14 sorceries, eight instants, 13 artifacts, four enchantments, and 40 lands, as I made mention there. So pretty normal for Rakdos, I guess. Anything else that anything else about the deck that jumped out at you? You know, no, I I think, you know, I think we're good. Um, let's definitely get into this guy. Yeah. And, of course, we have to announce what's on the game show today. Today, we got CMC 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9. No, no zeros, nine. no uh, tens and aboves. 999. 999. That, that, is a, that is a redacted bit, if ever there has been one. When was the last time we pulled that one out of the shoe? Oh, I just did that today on a conference call. Just kidding. Well, I was like, I? wait, what? Well, before we get into this deck uh, we would love for you guys to check out our amazing amazing patron community patreon.com slash cmd tower anything you guys could do would really uh, go a long way with us pledges start at three bucks and kind of go up from there and we are doing a special thing to where if you do sign up as a member of the collective like now through thanksgiving uh, we're giving a 20 percent coupon that you can use in our great store that you can hear about later so Ooh. we do have uh tiers that actually give physical rewards uh, but literally, the entry-level one gives you opportunities to be on the channel and interact with us. Uh, so definitely, if you can, uh, we would appreciate it. Patreon.com slash a CMD tower. So yeah. let's get into the deck. Tuck, I'll have you start one drop. Not a lot of options. Not a lot of options. Uh, and I went with the non-ramp varietal. <laughs> Interesting. Which I you did not choose? No. Okay, so I do think this is a, I do like this card in most decks, and here it's kind of okay because there's not a way to recur it that I can find. But Nihil Spellbound, I think, is kind of like the a low-end tier of managing uh, graveyards. So one mana for an artifact that's common by the looks of it. Uh, it has two abilities, tap, sack, exile all cards from target player's graveyard. And then when it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may pay a black if you do draw a card. So for me... 
you got to have it. You got to have some form of this in here, right? Whether it be on a land, whether it be on an artifact like this, that kind of cantrips itself. I wish that this deck had some way to reoccur this because maybe they could have put it on a creature or an instant sorcery if that's how they wanted to go. But for one mana, get rid of a troublesome, get rid of a troublesome graveyard draw card, kind of, kind of vanilla slap fastball down the middle for the sort of effect. Yeah, you know, honestly, this would have been one of the ones I would have cut later, um, mm -hmm. purely because of the uh, it's one CMC. So I can I could do our our uh, restriction of you have to do a greater CMC ad. Oh, like, oh sure, well, it's one. Yeah. Everything's bigger than that. Yep, easy. But you know, I did think it had a home primarily for the okay. It's kind of like a pay a mana, and then got to do a black later to get a card draw. So it's like okay, get yeah. rid of your graveyard, and I'm really cracking this because i just need to draw a card so yep. it's it's fine but nothing to really get excited about nope all, all right. right well what about mine you? is not soul ring okay but we'll, we'll we'll talk about wayfarer's bobble so so wayfarer's bobbles not not eh, it's all right single colorless it's an artifact Two tap sacrifice the bobble search your library for a basic land put it on the battlefield tap then shuffle once again just like the spell bomb i think this yeah. one cmc card is purely here for the you know, you can play it on turn one. Technically, you don't ramp, but as long as you hit your land on turn two, you kind of get a little bit of uh, acceleration mm -hmm. on that turn. Late game feels real bad because it doesn't really yeah. do much other than yeah. thin your deck. Yeah, it's fine. I just like this card that this card's now been reprinted so many times because this used to be like five bucks for mm. no reason because they only had like one or two printings, but now they're like shoving it in pre-cons and everywhere so you can get it for 30 cents. I'm a big fan of this card. I, I like it, and especially the things that don't really ramp like here. So good that it's in here. Like I said, the green package, I think, is pretty solid over, all, all in. All right. Well, uh, we're going to leave CMC1, and we're going to go to CMC2. And the first one I want to talk about is, I would say it's a staple in mono black decks. Yeah. It, oh, that is a good one. one. What's the one permanent that black really struggles to get rid of? Enchantments. Yep, and this card in Feed the Swarm is just Excellent. so good. Yeah, so okay. good. I wish it was instant speed though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Colorless black sorcery destroy target creature or enchantment and opponent controls. You lose life equal to that permanent's mana value. So it does the typical black thing where you got to pay life to be able to do the really really good effect. It's a sorcery speed, so that kind of sucks, but. Tuck, would you agree that Feed the Swarm, like, unless you're also running green or white in your uh, color identity, if you have black in there, you should probably have this card, right? I think, yeah. I mean, it's hard It's hard to say, I, like, even with red, where, you're like, there's some new things that are more generous with targeting. I think this card's insane. Like, life, life loss doesn't really matter, because, like, I'm trying, like, even high-end enchantments are, what, five, maybe? Well, I, like I mean, you... The ceiling would be omniscience at eight. Sure, yeah, fair point. Which is one that you would definitely want to target with this, right? To your <laughs> point. But I feel like most troublesome stuff in these colors are going to be three, four, five. So the life lapse on that is like minimal, at least. But yeah, I think this card's. I, I don't. Yeah, like I can't I don't think know of a reason why you, why you wouldn't. wouldn't run. I think it's a sta I think it's a staple, right? Like I would. Okay. Yeah. Before we talked about scour from existence being kind of like an all star in these kind of decks, right? Mm -hmm. I think this one is just an immediate replace, like almost every single time for five mana less. Yeah. Solid, oh, yeah. Solid yeah. across the board. All right. Well, what was your CMC two? I thought I wanted to put this in here because I've I always thought this card was kind of stinky, 
but I think I've seen it on a lot of game nights and played a lot more recently to do a lot of good stuff. So I actually want to talk about a braid and this is a weird card in here because it's kind of like, it kind of leans into a little bit of the spell slinger, like third sub theme, I guess in it. But I think this card's really interesting and, and I don't know. Colorless and a red for an instant. Choose one. It deals three damage to target creature, or you can destroy a target artifact. I feel like a lot of faster commanders are usually like maybe two, three power. And this sort of lightning bolt can kind of snap those. You can slow down an elf tribal lord, maybe some sort of thing. So I just like the duality of it. Um, if it was one or the other, I don't think it would be, I don't think it's that great. I really wish it said three damage to target creature or planeswalker. But on the face of it, for 20 cents in a budget deck and in these super beginning ones, I think this shows a lot of versatility for just like a bulk common. Yeah, actually, I want to say some other creator did an analysis on that. And I oh, want really? to say 50, it's like 52 or 55% of uh, legendary creatures actually are toughness three or less. So a braid wow. actually does kill more times than not, you know. Yeah, your opponent's commanders. So yeah, I think that's a great point. I like a braid. Mainly, you know, I like the instant speed. I like yeah. the destroy target artifact. And then for me, the three damage target creature is more of like a if I need it. Mm -hmm. But you know, just an instant speed destroy artifact with maybe an option. Uh, it's yeah. a good card. Yeah, it's all all for thirty still has nothing has nothing to do with this deck, but it's a good <laughs> card. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> all right, Tuck. Well, we're going over to CMC three, and man. What do you got? We got some options. There's, there's there's some good ones in here. I almost went with I almost went with Spoopy, the Spoopy one, but I I I've talked about that card enough, and I'm starting to lose my I'm starting to lose my my heart on for it. Uh, so I want to talk about a card that usually should be a three for one in an instant slot. Again, spells. It's like it's just spell slinger, right? Yeah, it's so weird. But I thought Soul Shatter is a really yeah cool you do wait oh. I'm sorry. I, I thought I let it, I thought I let enough in on that. Nope. Nope. All right. I will. I will take this one. So two colors and a black for an instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker with the highest converted mana cost among creatures and planeswalkers they control. Um, and it's for about a dollar. So I just love that. I feel like this card out of anyone we've talked about is the one that plays the most into the commander, right? Because you wait till someone goes to their attackers, then you play this, then you drain the table for three, gain three, and they all lose their biggest creature on the board. Yeah, so I is agree. that the way well, to play I mean, it? Well, it is, but you gotta wait because you want to do it now that we all know that there is that cleanup stage in combat. Oh, you would actually do it then. Let them get the damage in. Then it's like, oh, okay, hey, because they thank still you for hitting them with your Kozilek Soul Shatter. Yeah. They still count as attacking, right? At, like through combat. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah, so. Is that the way that this deck is actually supposed to be played? It's just like a it's a mid-range Rakdos control deck that just forces your other opponents into attacking? I think it's that, and it's also a uh, Rakdos thievery deck. I think your yeah. red does a really good job of borrowing creatures until end of turn and giving them haste. So For I sure. think like the more that you play into that as well um, is really good. I mean, if they wanted to just make this spell slinger and it was just all control spells, I mean, I guess that's a kind of a unique way to do Rakdos because you wouldn't really right. think of that, but they, they didn't really go all in one way or the other. So, but I think soul shatter regardless mm -hmm. is a really good card for this go deck. Yeah. Hell yeah. All play right. More. Well, play it more. 
Before we head over to the next uh, CMC, we would love for you guys to check out our Etsy store at Etsy.com um, and just type in CMD Tower into the search bar. You'll see our sweaters on there. You'll see our awesome tokens. You know, uh, just really anything you guys could do would be great. Uh, our foil playmats are still available on there. Uh, more sleeves than we know what to do with. So if you're looking <laughs> for some different magic accessories or just looking for a way to support the channel, but get something in return other than just our uh, not-so-pretty uh, voices, uh, just remember mm. Etsy.com and CMD Tower in the search bar. So we're going to go to four drop. I will do this with, hmm, let's see, what's the best way? So this is, it's nice because I think this is one of those ways. Once again, it's just kind of Rakdos generic, but it's the way that Rakdos can really stop the blue card draw players, or at least make them think about it. And let's just say this card or enchantment would probably love to be in a Nekuzar deck. I, I did not choose this one, but I, I can confirm because I played it yesterday in my Nekuzar deck. <laughs> We're talking Spiteful Visions. Yes. Two colorless, hybrid Rakdos, Rakdos, enchantment. It's a rare. You get it for about three bucks. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Whenever a player draws a card, Spiteful Visions deals one damage to that player. So I see this as a great way. We would definitely classify this as like a hops card because, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be taking damage anyways. So I don't think the damage that we're going to be taking is that big of a deal because we're probably at most drawing two cards a turn versus right. you know, there's so many blue players and so many green players. Heck, white's even kind of getting on it. And so is uh, red to where yeah. they'll, okay, let me burst draw 10. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know cast them till end of turn or something like that and it's just spiteful visions will make those players say i don't know if i can take 10 because i've been goaded for the last six turns <laughs> and i just keep i keep getting hit by other people i don't know if i can take another 10 i think out of all the cards we've talked about this is the one that i if i was a beginning magic player again like going back to it this is like a this is like a cool card right like yeah. It's got the it's got that, that kind of feel to it where it's like this is like really altering how the game is played. So to me, I think this is like the coolest inclusion that we've had in here. And as, as a, like a new player, this might be something that like will will drive you to well, like I want to play Nekazar, I want to play more control and those sort of things. So great pick. It was mine, but I changed mine at the last minute because I panicked. So there you go. <laughs> One thing I just noticed, I'm looking at this deck list. I'm wondering if compared to the other decks, if it's the same. Mana value two, three, four, five, and six all have basically the same number of cards in them, give or take one or two, like on the numbers. Oh, I, I wonder if they, they do that. Oh. as like, hey, we're going to put together this starter deck or pre-con deck. We want to make sure that we have even numbers of try to be close to 10 as possible on CMC's two through six. Yeah. Since that's kind of like the bulk that you play. And maybe that's how they try to keep the CMC down. I was just, I was thinking about that because I was like, how's the CMC four? And it's like, oh, it's because they have a ton of six Ten, and five drops. Yeah. So, and then when you go yeah. down, when you go down and look at the chart too, you can just see it's just like, like yeah. it's almost flat. Yeah, maybe. They want you to play, right. they want to teach these people how to play Battle Cruiser. And then they just go to their <laughs> LGS gets destroyed by Agnes on turn two. Oh, man. All right. Well, what is your CMC four? I'm gonna go. I think you. I think you got me real good with this card once, if I remember correctly. I think it was in your. I think it was in your gear deck, maybe. And you just went bananas with this. So this one is a great way to strike back at a, another opponent that's starting to get a little bit bigger of a board of you with Hate Mirage. 
So three colorless okay. and a red for a sorcery. Choose up to two target creatures you don't control. For each of those creatures, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those tokens gain haste. Exile them at the beginning of the next end step. I wish in this deck it was sacrifice as opposed to exile because then you can mm. get the commander trigger as well. But what do you got to do? So two giant creatures. I feel like this is like a good way to bounce back if there's been like a one-sided board wipe or if your commander's been killed a couple times and you need a turn to kind of reset or... If you're down to one or two players and you just want to wipe them out, this is a great way to do it. I think it's efficiently costed. I think this card's really cool. Like, I think this is another one just like Spiteful Visions. That's like a really fun build around idea to start putting that in people's minds when they first would pick up this deck to play. Yeah, for sure. I, I see, and this is kind of what I was, you know, when you were asking what I think the direction of the deck would mm-hmm. be, I think more cards like Hate Mirage would feel more like this deck. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, if I could be creating token copies or just straight stealing my opponent's creatures, I don't care if they die in combat. They're probably getting mm-hmm. exiled at the end step anyways or going back to their control. And then I right. think by doing that and cutting out a lot of these non-goad or copy spells, that gives you the room to put in, you know, the different altars for your sack outlets. Sure. And then now yeah. you're actually sacrificing these things and getting the triggers. Like, right. And, I think there is the a really, yeah, there is a really cool shell here to be able to go in with. Um, and cards like Hate Mirage just kind of show you a little bit of what that future could be. Definitely. All right. Man of Value 5, what do you got? This is a card that, this is the this is the wild one. Because it's a okay. card that you hate. And it's a great it's a great inclusion in this deck, kind of, when you don't have the goat out. And the goat also loves this card as well. Oh, God. Is this also <laughs> a CCO Nation, like, staple? The Tate Brusher. <laughs> Brash Tonner, baby. Four colors and a red for a creature goblin that's a 1 1 indestructible. Whenever it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. And then two colorless and a red tap it. It fights another target creature. What's not to like? It's your favorite card ever printed. One person in my play group went as far to say that this is like a red standard. And I was like, all right, let's all take a deep breath. That's, yeah, that's no. insanity. So here's the thing, though this card doesn't make sense for this deck. It only does. You're, go- so, you're goading your opponent, right. which means they can't attack you. It only makes sense for the block. It only makes sense for the second one. It only makes sense for the second ability to fight another big guy to start blasting people in the face. That's it. But I, it's like, come on, you're not gonna be able to go to. Especially you. You brought up the point in this current build right now. You are gonna go maybe two, three times in the game at most. Yeah, for sure. Like a card that needed to be here. And I, I don't know how expensive it is. So it's probably why it's not in the pre-con. Like, why didn't they put Conjurer's Closet in here? Like that know. just makes so much sense. It doesn't it doesn't make a it doesn't make a look of sense why it's not in here. All right. Well, mine is a card that I thought would get, allow for really cool and cute combat tricks. Oh. And dictate of the twin gods. Oh. So, yeah. and, and I wanted to talk about it for the specific effect that it has. So, uh, three colorless red, red enchantment. If a source would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. But that's not why I wanted to talk about it. It's the flash aspect. Mm-hmm. I think this card having flash gives it that extra level of like, okay, I did the goad thing. People are making deals like, hey, okay, yeah. I'll swing out at you. I won't block your stuff, but you got to, with your card draw, get this thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, cool. No blocks. Flash this in. You just killed the person that you made the deal with. Yes. Love it. This is so, this is the same. We were talking last time. The, you know how there's great pact for dictate of Erebos? There's one that's Furnace of Wrath that is the exact same cost as Grave Pact. One colorless, triple red, right? Mm-hmm. 
and I think this one is I, for some reason there's something about this that I like better. Like Great Pact and Dictative Erebos, I feel like are closer, whereas I feel like this is just better than the other one. And I don't know why I have that like mental block about it. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's still kind of like the whole Great Pact thing, where it's only like one more. Like you made the good point. It's like one more mana get flash. Right. And it's like, man, that is a really good point. Like, I, I would be willing to do that <laughs> and then be able to shock and awe people. There you go. Now, granted, I will say you'll have less feel bads with twin gods than you do with oh, yeah. Dictative Erebos. Everyone gets pissed when you have to sacrifice all your creatures. Could, could you imagine if they reprinted Dictative? We were just talking about how they're never going to reprint Dictative Erebos because uh, it's too good. Could you imagine if they printed it into this deck? It'd be oh, insane. my God. It'd be so it'd be good. Ama- I'd be amazing. Then it'd be worth to probably just pick it up. Yeah, just be like, all right, I'm paying $6 extra for a dictate. Let's go. All right. Well, now we're going to move over to mana value six. And I'll start this off with one of our only landfall uh, creatures in the deck. Oh. And I do think it's still good, though, because of that effect. But I think tweaking the mana base to get more of the fetch lands, yeah. more of your artifacts that go grab lands, allow you to play it a couple times. That's really where this is going to really shine. So I think that Geode Rager is just so good. So good in here. So I think, it's, a, I think it's the best card in the deck. Yeah, I could. I mean, you might say this is like the yeast card. Like, get this yeah. out and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Geode Rager is four colorless, red, red. Uh, it's a creature elemental that has first strike. And it does state landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, goad each creature target player controls. And it is a 4-3. So definitely no slouch. It, it can, nope. you know, go out and deal some punches. And, I mean, the literal floor is just as you're playing the game and playing your land per turn, you only go to one person. Right. But the ceiling is like, oh, and a... a uh, I'm uh, terramorphic myriad expanse. landscape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, myriad landscape, terramorphic expanse. You know, you're getting two triggers off of it because... If you can't blink your commander every single one of your turns, you at least got to make one player attack the others. You can't have everyone yeah. coming at you because I will tell you as someone who plays a goad-ish type deck, uh, when the whole table's coming after you, it's very difficult to stay <laughs> um, ahead. What do you mean goad-ish kind of deck? The name of the deck is, go- isn't it like KT goad super friends or something like that? Well, goad me another one. Yes. Yeah, Exactly. But I, but it, uh, people have pointed out that I actually don't have that many goad cards in there. I do have some goad, but a lot of mm. it is just like, you can't attack me or you can't block my stuff. And, you know, yeah. uh, curses that I put on people for rewards if you attack them. So. Sure, sure, sure. N- nothing you want to say on the geode? No, it's great. It's, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's the best card. I think it's the best card in the deck. Like, I, it's a, I, I'm kind of surprised. So back when we did our preview, back when we did our set reviews... And we both wanted to hold our head under the faucet for six hours every other week. We both, I think I at least predicted this is going to be like a $10 card, right? Yep. Which is shocking because it's like, I think it's still only been printed once. So I, I just think it's amazing. Like, and any deck like this that you care about it, you got to play this. I'm sorry. It's been printed. It just got reprinted in another pre-con. So yeah, well, mind, this been, card's- with, with this one, it'll be reprinted three times. And yeah. I mean, you get one for 30 cents. So, yeah, so not, a, not a problem there. It, it, it's okay. Bulls of Citadel was my whiff. This one was your whiff. <laughs> Very all true. Right, well, what's your six drop? Gotta have it. Covenant Jewel all day. <laughs> if you're go, if you're going to attacks anyways, what's the matter? 
Six mana for uh, a artifact that's 72 cents. When it enters the battlefield, draw three cards. Tap, add three mana of any one color. Whatever one or more creatures an opponent controls attacks you and art block, that player draws three cards and gain control of Coveted Jewel. Untap it. So in my opinion, this is like a win-win even with the goad, right? Because A, you just get to keep it. And the mana after the turn, the turn after you play for it, it pays for itself. Or if someone does finally get it, now you can start politicking and start getting someone to take it from them. It's effective. Like I, I, this card to me is like the monarch. Like this is this is like a six drop monarch card, right? Except the, the ceiling's even higher because it's all about mana, all about drawing cards. Sure, does it cost six mana? To, and have I gone through systematically and cut Gilded Lotus out of every single deck I own? Yes. But in a starter kit like this, I think this is a card that like, would be really fun to draw and play and remember like, oh yeah, the first deck I ever played, the first time I ever played a card that had this like sort of goofy effect that impacted the board. Maybe I'll bring them back for more. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't like this card. It's good <laughs> in this deck though, because it does, because you're forcing everyone to attack sure. anyways. So what I actually like about the card though, in this build, Tuck, is I think you could politic with this card from oh, the sure. aspect of, hey guys, I know I'm goading you and I'm forcing you to attack each other, but hey, now you actually get something for doing it. Like, now yeah. you get to draw three cards, I'm giving you three mana. Like, look, it's not all stick. There is a carrot yeah, right. cake here for you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, before I forget this, I talking about making deals. I was making deals left, right, and center yesterday at our budget build. Someone built a $50 Scarecrow tribal deck. I know it's something that you were working on for forever. And it held the table like hostage for, I would say, at least half the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm it was bad. that they were able to do it for $50. It's all gates. All gates now. <laughs> the land oh, base. Stupid gates. Stupid all right. Gates. Well, stupid gates. to wrap up six drops. Before we head over to the next CMC, we would love for you guys to go to abyssproxyshop.com. Be sure to use code CMDTOWER. We've all seen the cost of magic cars are getting insanely expensive. Yep. And, you know, maybe you do want a mana crypt for each of your decks or you know even on a smaller scale a disrupt decorum i think that card's 20 dollars or 25 bucks. is it i think so i it, i think it's pricey so you know sometimes you want that but you just can't afford to have a copy for each of your decks well abyssproxyshop.com it's like three to five dollars you get a very very nice high quality proxy and if you guys are watching live or you will not be able to listen to this and we won't be in vegas but if you're watching live be sure to hunt down big tuck myself or sd sharpie we're going to be wearing CMD Tower shirts the whole weekend. Uh, we do have cards that if you sit down and play a game with us, you actually get a playtest card uh, that from Abyss Proxy Shops. You can see the quality. It's nice command tower that we've rebranded as CMD Tower. And it even has our QR code with our link tree on it. So if you're looking for some of that stuff, use code CMD Tower. It gets you 10% off. Plus, it does help benefit the channel a little bit. Now we're going to head and over to... Last thing on Decorum. Good thing we also didn't try to buy this out because it's currently 52 cents. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Is that insane? I swear, I thought that card was like in the I did 20s. too. Like it was because I think it was only printed in that. It was stupid... only printed in that Edgar Markov deck. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. God, I hate that deck. It like never goes away. It's just like every single time there's a new set. It's like, oh, here's seven new cards for Edgar Markov. Ugh. Well, we're over at CMC seven. There's only two options. Are you talking about the one that we cut from every deck? Yeah, we're not talking about that one, right? All right, then you and I are talking about the same one. Yes, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Caravac the Merciless. An actual good card in here. <laughs> Great yeah, top end five, card. Five colorless Rakdos, legendary creature, human shaman for 32 cents. 
Yes, and whenever an opponent casts a spell, it deals damage equal to that spell's converted mana cost to any target. Oof. I wish that there was some way to cheat. There's like no graveyard recursion in this deck, except mm-hmm. for Sepulchral Primordial, but that car sucks. Well, there is Profane Command. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so, but but to your point, it's it's once again, like, it's almost like they asked a newbie, like, hey, what, what, uh, themes do you want in this deck? And they're like, uh, I don't know. How about goad? And how about some recursion? And ooh, I like spell slinger stuff. And yeah, yeah right, let's right, get right, fingers right. in here. And it was just like, oh my god, there's like eleven different themes. Can we can we get it narrowed it's down like, a little bit? They, they had like they had like a focus group of a bunch of kids, and like every they just like said, yeah, we'll take it all, like everything, <laughs> everything that you want. <laughs> it's all coming to the deck. But, but this yeah, one actually, back- this one actually is good. Yeah, it is. The only issue I have with it is just seven mana. It's so yeah. expensive. It's got no evasion. It's got no protection. You're going to play this, and then someone's just going to, like, I don't know. What we got in here? Who knows? Murder. Was, yeah, there you go. Done. Or in here. And then, and then they're only taking three damage, and it's like, yeah. cool. I'm good. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to mana value eight, Tuck. There's only one there, and there's only one mana value nine. So why don't you read off the eight one? Okay. Magnetic, magmatic force, five colorless, triple red for a seven-seven creature elemental for forty-eight cents. At the beginning of each upkeep, magnetic force deals three damage to any target. This card's terrible unless you're playing limited. Pass turn. Pass. pass I turn. actually like it. I, you I like, like it, it in this deck. Yeah, I do like it in this deck because there are cards in here. Now, granted, I may be cutting some of them, but there are cards <laughs> in here where it's like you have your opponents had to have lost life for you to get something. Oh, oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, this yeah. automatically helps unlock those handful of cards. I also like that it is, you know, because of how damn expensive it is that it is each upkeep. So, you know, unless they have a counter spell or the immediate snap removal, and let's be honest, we would rather someone waste their murder on this than our Caravac. We'd rather oh, have yeah, Caravac. 100%. So, Th- this is bait and it is any target. So planeswalkers, creatures, yeah. flyers, birds of paradise, your face. It just, it gives a lot <laughs> of face. flexibility. Um, I do. Once again, I do hate that it's eight mana and we're in Rakdos yeah. and it's very difficult to ramp, but I do feel like this, at least for eight mana is going to impact the board. That's true. And in the, and like in these decks, people are probably going to run out of removal by the end of the game. So these like late game haymakers are just going to come in and do work. So I like that. I also lost this to I think I I think you and I lost this card when we played our two headed giant battle bond draft booster. Oh, maybe. I'm I'm pretty sure I lost that in in that or yeah, battle bond, but I don't like this card. I, I, I hear where you're at on it though, but this one's not for me. Gotcha. Well, I'll take the mana value nine. It's yeah. an all star blasphemous act. It's never actually nine mana. Um, so blasphemous act is eight colorless red sorcery. It deals 13 damage to each creature, but it does cost one colorless less for each creature on the battlefield. So, and commander, that's insanely easy to have this thing cost, you know, the ceiling, honestly, I've never seen someone pay more than four for it. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen someone pay like eight or six? (laughs) I I think four is the most I've seen. I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm struggling to think of a time when someone just didn't pay one. Oh, really? Right? Like, I'd like think it's like, yeah, because like I, I've seen the four just because four. It's like the, the go fluffy decks, you know, they, they aren't swarming the board. Yeah, but that yeah, 13 yeah, yeah. Damage will take out all the four fours and five fives. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen. I can't think of a time where it was over where someone paid more than one off the hand. But I, I, I mean, either way, this is probably is this is this is what the strong one of the stronger reprints in the top five in the deck, right? 
Yeah, and it's still only two dollars. Yeah, which is great because there's this also was five at some point too. This is yeah. is isn't funny where it's like we've talked about how like certain cards like boogeyman cards were terrifying back in the day, right? And then like they kind of lost their luster a little bit or they're like scary. This card was printed. The first printing of this card was in freaking invasion in 2011. So for 11 years, we've been, we've been talking about this freaking card, right? And it's still relevant and it's still good. Well, I mean, I honestly, Tuck, I don't think this will ever not be relevant, mainly because it's 13 damage. We've seen yeah. where they don't, they don't print creatures with above 13 toughness. They no. really don't. It's so, it's, it's so and efficient. It's shocking when they do though. Like, it's like, yeah. oh my God. Like there was that crab. I think they got printed oh. last year. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. A, I think it's like a 17 toughness or something like right, that. Right, right, right. The legendary crab. But yeah, Six I mean, choice. until, until commander or until wizards prints cards or designs cards that are going to push it past that. Like now all of a sudden 15 is like the norm or 20 is the norm. Yeah. I don't see a reason why this wouldn't stay relevant for the entirety of the game. And that one is Cherix, the raging Isle. <laughs> remember you that from your wedding? The sex, the sexy crab, sexy like a crab. Oh <laughs> All right. And it's a zero well, 17. So this, this would, in, this would in fact not die to, uh, this would, in fact, not die to Blasphemous Act. Well, that's going to wrap up the CMC in the actual deck. Before we get to our bottle capping, we would love for you guys to check out our amazing, amazing uh, Twitch uh, for our live stream. So uh, we do post a schedule on Sundays in the morning. Uh, usually try to have it up by 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And it gives you the schedule for the entire week. If you guys see the Twitch logo on the schedule, that means we're live that day. Uh, if you don't see it, that means it's probably a recording Ooh. that's coming out and you can catch it on YouTube. But uh, the more popular thing is every other Monday, the next one coming up will be on Halloween, uh, is Slinging Cardboard Rectangles, where Big Tuck is our host and always has a slew of creators and different people from the community that come on and jam some games. Big Tuck, are you guys doing any type of spooky theme for next Monday? I don't want to spoil anything because I'm still figuring it out, but we are hoping that it's going to be involving spooky stuff. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's get into this bottle capping. We're going to start with the lesser CMC and Big Tuck. What are you going to go with to cut for the lower CMC? Okay. And then what card are you going to put in to help maybe bring that mana down from a four to something a little bit more manageable? This is going to be the fastest one, period. I like we've already talked about most of it. I'm cutting magmatic force. Like I said, I think it's too expensive uh, for what it does. You're not going to be able to ramp it out that fast in this deck, in my opinion. So pretty easy. No quick way to reanimate it either. That's not really a package in here. So I am cutting that. And I think I found out, I think <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but you kind of stole my thunder a little bit about conjurer's closet, because to me, that's immediate slam dunk. No questions asked to put in here. But you are correct. It's eight dollars now, or six to eight dollars now, which is a ton for uh, one of these precons. But yeah, Conjurer's Closet, five colorless for an artifact at the beginning of your end step. You may exile target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. Just so much value in this deck. Uh, if you were running tutors, this would be something I'd go and tutor for almost immediately. Um, getting it out right around when you get your commander means that you're going to be taking control of a lot of different combats. Probably going to end up winning the game for you as well. So. Like I said, pretty straightforward. Not a whole ton. Yep. To, not a whole ton to talk about on my end. No, no. And I, honestly, I mean, 
I don't know. Do you feel because it does do the entire table when the commander ETBs? Yeah. Do you think once you get Conjurer's Closet out there and you have your commander, are you borderline unbeatable? I mean, literally, they have to do artifact destruction, creature destruction, right. or just kill all the opponents. Like it's it's like the play path I think it's is very finite. I think it's I think it's pretty good. And that's maybe that's why they didn't put it in the pre-con, right? Because it's too it's too strong and like too oppressive for this. Mm. But I mean it's like I, I think it's one of the things that you pretty much just have to go, you just have to run it out, right? Yeah. No, that's fair. All right. Well, mine I'm cutting might as well be my new uh oh shit. What's that? Rampaging Bayloths. We're cutting Sepulchrum Primordial. Primordial. Yeah, no questions, no questions asked there. Yep, so uh, five colorless black black creature avatar, five forward, has intimidate. Uh, when it ETBs each opponent, uh, you may put one target creature card from that graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Same kind of thing we've talked about in the past with all of these primordials, actually that entire set, is relying on what your opponents have in their graveyards yeah. is way too specific. It used to be good back in the day when everyone was playing bigger creatures, but a lot of people don't play creatures anymore. Right. And so, you know, you know, you could play this and very well get nothing from one player, a Birds of Paradise from another. And yeah, maybe you get a Magmatic Force from that third one. But what was it worth it? Was it pay off what you needed? Probably not. So I, don't, like, um, I do think we could do better. This card just sucks, right? Like, I, how many times have you been screwed by this? So many times. I mean, I yeah. think I cut it from my Jota deck, which is oh, silly really? considering I could play it super quick and easy. But it like it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, same thing I, with the Luvian Primordial for the uh, sorceries. I oh think. yeah, got rid yeah. of that one too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here with you. you. You don't yeah, no no argument on this one. Easy. All cut. right. Well, we are going to be adding a Beholder. <gasps> oh, you're putting that guy in? That was on my list I'm, too, but it, it didn't yep. make the cut. So we are putting in Karaziker the Eye Tyrant. Yeah, three colorless Rakdos, legendary creature Beholder. Whenever you attack a player, tap target creature that player controls and goad it. We have to be attacking. This at least gives us a almost a backup commander um, in case ours gets removed way too many times. But I yeah. also like this. Whenever an opponent attacks a, one of your other opponents, you and the attacking player each draw a card and lose a life. So once again, it's playing a little bit into the, hey, yes, I'm going to goad your creature, but I'll goad your best one. And then you and I can each draw a card. Yeah. Like, how, yeah, yeah. how does that sound for this? And... The nice thing is that it doesn't even have to be tied to Karazakur's ability. Your commander, when it goes to the whole damn table, you know, yeah, you're not getting a card for each creature that's attacking, but you're going to get three card draws uh, on, on a rotation. So I think this makes a lot more sense than Sepulchrum, and it lowers our CMC by two. Uh-oh, he's in the tank. Is this potentially a more fun commander than the face one? Mm, no. Because there's not enough attack, there's not enough, there's not enough creatures to go attacking with to get the value out of it, right? Whenever you attack a player, so you get to trigger sure. once, so mm. you would have to figure out a way to make multiple copies of Karasakur, be able to keep them around, so that way you're getting multiple yeah. Karasakur triggers. So I think that's that's where the card reads initially. Better. Oh, you, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, whenever oh, you attack, you, not whenever a creature you. So you can only, attack. yeah, you can only get if you attack one. all of your opponents, you get one apiece. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, why probably... I said it's just kind of like a little bit of a backup commander, in case yeah. your bigger one does get removed too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, yeah. No, I'm here for it. I think it's great. Great cut. Great ad. All right, we 
We're going to be going into what's the same CMC. So, Tuck, what did you decide to cut? And at what CMC that was that? And what CMC, or what card are you going to replace it with? So I'm going to cut uh, a three drop, uh, a card that I actually like, but I just don't, I think it's just kind of filling up a slot in this deck. Vampire <gasps> Nighthawk. Oh, you're going for another one. I, I, I was, because I, I'm cutting a three drop in the next okay. one. So interesting. Vampire Nighthawk. I like this card a lot. Colorless, black, black for a two, three Vampire Shaman. Uh, it's flying Death Touch lifelink. I don't think there's no vampire support in this. Obviously there's no flying or anything. So I just, it's, it's kind of like a good, it's just like, it's baleful Strix. That's all it is, but doesn't even draw you a card. What I mean though, is like the flying death touch piece. Yeah. Oh yeah. It serves, it serves the same function, right? Yes. Yeah. But like, and I remember, I mean, this is a God, God tier card, tiny leaders, as we all know, (laughs) the format that I refuse to forget about. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's fine. It's a good card to have in your collection. It's good in some decks. This would be great with the with the the Karazakur because you're probably going to be able to attack pretty freely. But mm-hmm. for me, I just think it goes against the, the goes kind of against the the theme of the deck. So so instead, I'm going to lean a little into the spell casting that we're doing, right, and trying to get more value out of that because it's just evidently there's a lot of it in the deck. So I'm going with this card that I'd never even heard before called Bothersome Quasit. So two colorless and a red for a 3-2 with Menace. It says, goaded creature your opponent's control can't block, which is kind of weird. I guess it's just in case they have Vigilance or something. But then whenever you cast a non-creature spell, goad target creature and opponent controls. So I like this because we're going to, evidently, we're going to be casting spells anyways, right? And this way, if we can't get our recursion out of our commander, we can at least choose some spicy targets to start slamming into slamming into our opponents and if we're playing someone that's playing like vigilance or something like that like vigilance tribal or they have a lot of these sort of combat tricks we can make them really think about how they want to do those um and hopefully leave them up for attacks in response so that was so, me. that's me for my three for three i had an idea oh i had a thought i don't know if this card works in this deck well you don't like it no i love it but i don't think it legally works in this deck so here's the thing. Carter, printed text, and errated text actually doesn't say goad. Right. And so this creature specifically says goaded creatures your opponent's control can't block. Sure. So technically, with the legendary creature, the, the face commander, when it ETBs, you're not, you're, their creatures are technically not goaded. Yeah, they're not actually goaded. So mm. knowing that, you then have to be comfortable with just the last effect. Like, if you think yeah. this is still good enough to run just for the whenever you cast a non-creature spell, then it's like, okay, that, that's fine. Yeah. We can move on. But if a big piece was the, well, I didn't want them to be able to block, well, now uh, that actually doesn't apply. Honestly, it was just for the last bit. The, okay. the okay. can't block for me was kind of like, uh, okay, I guess, like you said, if you're playing white and you're playing against like a bunch of vigilance creatures, that's pretty good. But sure. for me, it's more about the last text of just like continuing to get value just for play. It's like we were talking about uh, last week, right? Where it's like, just getting value for playing the game, I think is where we want to go yeah. in these starter decks. Okay, fair enough. Well, I will be also cutting three. Explosion of Riches. So we're cutting a six drop. Oh! Explosion of Riches. Sorcery. Five colorless red. Three cents. It's an uncommon. Draw a card, then each other player may draw a card. Whenever a card is drawn this way, Explosion of Riches deals five damage to target opponent, choosing it random from among your opponents. So dumb. 
six mana for you to draw a card and then maybe yeah. get five to 15 damage thrown in five increments at each opponent. Like, I don't know. Just I think this, I think this is a card that like I would really want to work, but I think it's kind of stinky, right? Yeah. I think if it, like if it was four, do you think that would be something more manageable? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, how about this? If it was four, I think it'd have to be instant. That would be good. That'd be real. That'd be really good. Yeah, because I, I, I don't think it's good at sorcery speed at four mana and literally the same effect. Yeah, yeah. Literally, your opponents would just say most of the time they just say no, right? And then you deal five to one of your opponents, and that's it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of stinky. I like same I said. Pocket. I think it's. I think it's cool. I don't know. It's like a card I wish I could work, but. Probably not. Probably not worth the effort. Well, good thing is I led with a beholder, and we're adding more beholders. Oh, sometimes it just takes a kiss of death and death kiss. Uh, five colorless red creature beholder. I uh, get it for about twenty cents. Whenever a creature an opponent controls attacks Whoa. one of your opponents, double its power until end of turn. Oh God. XX red monstrosity X. So basically, for your colorless mana, fam. Uh, you know, if you put in two, X equals one. So just whatever number it is, cut it in half, and that's what monstrosity X ends up becoming. When it becomes monstrous, go to up to X target creatures your opponents control, and it comes wow. in as a high five. So I feel like for six mana, you're immediately getting a better card and more impact to the game. And then the monstrosity X, it's just there. You don't have to go yeah. for X equals 10. You could do it for X equals two. Basically pay five mana, go two creatures, put a couple plus one counters on this thing. Becomes a seven, seven. And I love the whenever a creature an opponent controls attacks, one of your opponents double its power. Like, mm -hmm. could you imagine, Tuck, you have Death Kiss out and then it's like, okay, play my commander. Everything's goaded. It will just be chaos <laughs> for everyone. I love it. Yeah. I think this is like, this is the thing where it's like, why isn't a card like this that's so impactful and so interesting? And what, 40 cents you said or something? 20. 20 cents? Like, why isn't this in this pre-con? Because it's as monstrous is too complicated or something? I don't know. Maybe. And you know what? Honestly, Tuck, it might have been one of those things where, because if you've noticed, a lot of the red goatee type cards that we've talked about have all been from Commander Legends Baldur's Gate. Because that's oh. really when they kind of did it. And I bet you Wizards kind of looked at it and said... Hey, we want people to go buy that product. So we yeah, probably yeah. don't want to put the entire thing <laughs> yeah, in here. Right, right, right. But also we don't want people to say, well, what's the point of the starter deck? You literally just gave me Baldur's Gate plus yeah. like a handful of cards from other sets. So this is probably okay, yeah. the way that they keep that secondary market happy. And it's not like I, we just gave you everything you need, even though this is cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. But no, this is a sick inclusion. I love it. Double, right. double beholders. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Maybe we'll go three for three. <gasps> Greater CMC, Tuck. What right. is the final card you're going to cut, and what are you going to add in its place? So, hear me out. I'm going to double, more than double, the CMC of this card. Jesus. So, I'm cutting Breath of Malifor, Mal Mal Malfagor. It's in the five slot, three colorless, a red and a black for an instant. It deals five damage to each opponent. Fine. Whatever. Kind of a finisher, I guess, but it doesn't scale. It's it's yeah. an instant speed, which is nice, but it's just kind of like, eh. Doesn't really have that much of an impact on the game, in my opinion, right? Okay. So, instead, we are we are going to put in... This one, I think, is expensive as well. And this is a card that was, like, built for Sam Tucker. 
or Big Tuck, if you will. That people know who I am. Who, who are we kidding? Who are, like any sort of anonymity I have. Okay, but it is the classic eleven drop. Blood for the blood god. Off of Warhammer, coming in at a rare for $13. It costs eight colorless, a double black, and a red for an instant. It costs one less for each one less of cash for each creature that died this turn. Discard your hand, draw eight cards. It deals eight damage to each opponent. Exile it. <laughs> Incredible. In decks where people are gonna be swinging out at each other with double strike with double powered creatures and everything else. They're going to be dying left, right, and center. This is how you come back in the game. It deals more damage than the other one for ultimately what could be quite less. And if there's enough creatures on board to get Blasphemous Act to work, for four mana, you're board wiping, drawing eight, and dealing eight to everyone else. Yeah, I, that's literally what the thought I had in my head. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Blasphemous Act for a single red. So Yeah, have double black, double red, and you're going to 13 damage each creature, draw eight cards, Deal eight damage to each opponent. Like, that is bad. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, they're, they're not going to ever reprint this card. But so that's why I'm going to head over to our pals at Abyss Proxy Shop and buy one for probably every Rakdos deck I own. Uh, <laughs> but I just had I just had to do it. This card is so sweet. It couldn't, couldn't be ignored. Yeah, th- this is a very, very, very cool uh, addition. I, I, think, I think you picked a good one. I think you did a yeah. good one. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a broken clock is right twice. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. I, I hate this one. I do you have another it. beholder before before you get my hopes up? Uh I don't know off the top of my head. I'll have to, to see. Okay. So we are cutting Theater of Horrors. Uh yeah. I don't think it's good. Theater of Horrors is a three drop. This is the three drop I thought you were talking oh, about. Okay. Colorless Rakdos enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. During your turn, if an opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors. Three colorless red, it can deal damage to target opponent or planeswalker. I I don't like... I mean, I know I talked about the magnetic force and kind of how yeah. it can feed into this, but I don't like these conditions where it's like you need an opponent to lose life. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you can't change the total life total of your opponent. Like, there's a oh, lot true. of that kind of yeah. stuff going around. And I just... I don't want to be dependent on what my opponent's doing to be able to play my deck. So, I used to be this. I I used to be so white hot on this card. And oh, I know. I I just like I still like I don't know. I think it bitches cost just better than this, right? Like I think these black, like these mono black Arakdos burst draw spells are just so much better, right? Yeah. Like it, I, this card's really good in like Prosper, you know, where mm-hmm. exile matters, but that certainly doesn't this deck. So. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm interested I'm really interested to see what you're cutting this for though. Yeah, so it's not a beholder. Damn it! It is a spirit dragon, and we are talking vengeful ancestor. So <sighs> two colorless red red. It has flying. It's a three four. Whenever I feel like this is it, also going like to be from Baldur's Gate. Oh, it, it is. is. <laughs> so whenever vengeful ancestor enters the battlefield or attacks, go target creature. And then whenever a goaded creature attacks, it deals one damage to its controller. So I love like it. that aspect of goading everyone. You're forced to lower your other opponent's life total. And oh, by the way, how many creatures do you attack with? Five, six. You're also going to take six. Yeah. Space. Yeah. I, lo- I love this card. This is one that's been sitting in my binder for a while, trying to find the right home for it. I, yeah, I think it's pretty solid. I like, but again, it kind of goes back to that same thing with like the goaded creature attacking because they're not technically goaded. Right. So yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so, like, why? Why is that? Like, why? Why is that not even added to it? It's the same ability. Like, it's so stupid. I, I don't know. But the reason I'm okay with the Vengeful Ancestor is because it, on its face, when it ETBs can, and attacks, can also start goading go stuff. itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll it'll and it's flying, so it's gonna be harder to have people block and kill it. So I think it'll actually be able to overcome the goad challenge that our commander brings us. I so, feel like yeah. all the cards. I feel like we put we. If we cut these cards and put these in, we have now put in enough cards that are still on theme that have the keyword goad in them that can mm-hmm. make it a that like it's not going to be an issue, right? Yeah. Like maybe. just because our one card that's our commander doesn't specifically say this, I think a lot of it's more about the effect and like the, the what happens to the response of these creatures attacking than then yeah. then then them just happen to be goaded. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, and I have like I said, I have a goad deck, but not everything's goad. Even if it's like, you know, my opponent's attacked with 15 creatures combined and I only get seven of the go triggers. Maybe that's enough, depending on how powerful or impactful those triggers were. Yep. hundred percent. Well, love them. Thanks for making it until the end of the episode, everyone. And of course, if you enjoyed the content, leave a, a, a review, leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, Twitch and podcast channels. And if you'd like to be able to get a hold of us and may, maybe, you know, try to find us at Magic Fest Vegas, oh, right. here's how you can do that. You can get a hold of me at Mr. Common Number 5 on Twitter. I'll spell out except for five. Big Tuck, where can people get at you? You can see me at Big Tuck tweeting on the Twitterverse. Uh, I am actually going to post something right now saying I'm heading to Vegas. So Vegas, that's something I got to do. I don't know. I haven't been on Twitter at all. <laughs> uh, you can check out our primary account where we will be doing all of the announcements, you know that's when we go live. That's where the schedule is. You'll find out about the creators we're collaborating with at uh, CMD Tower on Twitter. Uh, we also will have this. We'll have our cuts and ads and kind of like what the CMC stuff was. But we'll actually have a link to this starter deck for you at cmdtower.com slash bnbe160. Now, if you remember, if you're looking to support us, there's so many different ways that you guys can do that um, through our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower at our Etsy store, Etsy.com, CMD Tower right there in the search bar. And of course, abyssproxyshop.com, code CMD Tower for 10% off your order. And we get a little bit of assistance back to the channel. All three are very, very affordable, easy ways that you can help support us um, if you're looking for us to try to improve the content. So Big Tuck, Chaos Incarnate, do you feel like with the cuts and ads that we made, you already kind of said a little bit, but with the cuts and ads, do you feel like this would be a viable deck for you to have in your rotation? Or do you think you would actually still need to do a little bit more trimming of fat per se? I think that this commander and this deck archetype could be, would be something that I'm interested in personally. I don't think I would buy the pre-con just to take out 25 cards. I might just find the ones that I have in bulk and build it that way. But sure. that is, you know, that is different for us because we have amassed massive collections over the last three to four years. But if I was a new player, like, so if I was a new player and I was like, oh, this is a deck that's like comes fully formed, I would totally be interested in it, right? Like, I think this would be like a fun one to at least start playing around with and going that way. A lot of good cards in here that I like and playing it, playing with it. Did you, and have you looked at the other pre, have you looked at any of the other starter decks? Okay, they're all kind yeah. of similar. They're all like, mid-rangey kind of value decks but i know this isn't a product for you right 
but like where do you where would you go with this kind of deck would you would you buy it would you just do it from scratch is this not is this kind of where where are you with it yeah i mean uh, the the legend is very interesting i do like the idea of like a rakdos control go deck i probably wouldn't buy this but i would definitely use the list as inspiration to make my own okay i yeah. will tell you this the direction that i would go is I'd cut out the cards like Gutter Snipe and all the whenever you cast an instant of sorcery, oh, you get okay. this effect. I'd get rid of all of that. That probably frees up a good ten to fifteen cards because there's some instants and sorceries in there that are just there yeah. for that burst effect. So I think if you cut out those ten to fifteen and you add in the disrupt quorums of the world, you add in all the hate mirage similar effects. You know, a helm of the host would probably be really really good. Oh here. yeah, I definitely think a uh, maze of it would be great especially to remove your own creatures from combat mm-hmm. um to be able to protect them so i think that's the direction i would go like i'm trying to yeah. force everyone to be goaded in as many ways as possible but then my sub theme would be i'm gonna still take your boards make my own versions of it and then start hitting you in the face with those things uh because I, I think it'd be really cool for the entire deck kind of like sheldon's deck that he did with us forever ago where, where it's, like, it's all stop about yourself or whatever yourself. yeah it's like stop yeah. hitting yourself I th- yeah, I think that's a good, like, I'm just glad that this is something different, right? Like, it's just mm-hmm. a different Rakdos deck. They didn't redo Rakdos, Lord of Riots, or any of those other things. Like, I think this is good, like, this is good for new players to start thinking about how to build decks and how to think outside of just, like, I'm playing big creatures and that's how I'm going to win the game. Like, using other po- opponents' resources and those sort of things. So, at least a step in the right direction in that regards. Um, if not, maybe a product great for us veteran players. As we were. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, this is the first time we were, we kind of mentioned at the top of the episode that we're going to be doing things a little bit different. We are going to be pivoting a lot of our Bruise and Bills discussions to legends that have just recently been announced, pre-cons that have just been released and have the full deck list. Because, you know, we, we kind of assumed that, you know, well, me and Tuck have really <laughs> gone through every single deck Not we own pretty much. And, and now it's just kind of, you know, doing whatever we felt like, which was fun for a bit. But we do know that there is a big piece of the community out there that people are, hey, this legend or this starter deck got previewed. Let me Google search. Let me YouTube search. Let me go see if I can find creators that can give me a better idea of what this deck does and what I need to do to change it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You know, if this is not for you, shoot, shoot us a comment. Let us know. You have our Twitters. Uh, yeah. If you did like it, we, we want to know that as well because we want to try to do more of this. So Come and tell uh, us the hashtag that, suck it. Yeah. And uh, Tuck. I'll see you in Vegas. I know, I can't wait!